Trainingport.net presents Business Aviation Training Report. Hello and welcome to the Business Aviation Training Report, a monthly survey of events in the business aviation world. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. This podcast is produced by the leader in online training for business aviation, trainingport.net. We link the business aviation news of the day with the training needs of business operators, management, their support staff, maintainers, and pilots. We want to discuss topics that are important to business aviation professionals. So please send us your questions, comments, and suggestions at podcast at trainingport.net. That's podcast at trainingport.net. We all want to be safe, but how do we do that? When you think of being safe, who is a world leader? NASA? Nuclear power? Commercial aviation? Which industry has the safest record? In your opinion, what is the most unsafe thing you do at work? There is some risk in everything we do, but the regulator, the industry as a whole, and operators try to reduce or mitigate the risk as much as possible. I also want to talk about what you can do as an employee to help promote safety. Today's topic is safety promotion. It is our hope here at trainingport.net that podcasts like this one will be credited towards your training requirements. Let's first talk about safety in general terms. The phrase high reliability organization or HRO was coined by a university research group at the University of California at Berkeley, which studied how organizations working with complex and hazardous systems could be operated error free. They investigated three organizations, nuclear aircraft carriers operated by the US Navy, the FAA's air traffic control system, which also covered commercial aviation due to the interconnection, and nuclear power operations. From this research, the group developed a list of characteristics of high reliability organizations. They include hyper complexity, extreme variety of components, systems, and levels, tight coupling, reciprocal interdependence across many units and levels, extreme hierarchical differentiation, multiple levels, each with its own elaborate control and regulating mechanisms large numbers of decision makers in complex communication networks. This is characterized by redundancy in control and information systems. High frequency of immediate feedback about decisions. Compressed time factors. Cycles of major activities are measured in seconds. More than one critical outcome must happen simultaneously signifying the complexity of the operations, as well as the inability to withdraw or modify operational decisions. And the last one, which stands out for me, degree of accountability that does not exist in most organizations. Substandard performance or deviations from standard procedures meet with severe adverse consequences. Many organizations that are not HROs display some of these characteristics, but HROs display all of them simultaneously. What do other industries take from aviation that we as aviation professionals may take for granted? Examples include the use of checklists, developing a safety culture, hazard reporting, crew resource management, continual training and evaluation through simulation. The medical field is starting to adopt aspects of aviation's procedures, including checklists and training using simulation. 
Another factor that keeps aviation safer is the aviation industry thoroughly investigates all accidents using all resources possible. This includes the state investigation body itself in which the accident occurred and the aircraft manufacturer. Safety investigation bodies are at arm's length from the regulator and government politics and make recommendations free from outside influence. These are things we should be proud of. Other industries look to aviation for guidance. It's not a secret that the aviation safety record in Africa is not as good as the rest of the world. Should you be extra cautious when flying there? A heightened sense of awareness is never a bad thing at any time. The aviation system has many moving parts, such as airports, ATC, other aircraft. Much are out of your control. Some African countries have banded together to improve their safety record by way of the Africa Strategic Improvement Action Plan initiated by ICAO. The interesting thing is that the participants of the plan identified the main causal reasons for the higher accident rate in Africa to be insufficient regulatory oversight and the lack of SMS implementation. Accident rates have been decreasing from decade to decade, and there are many reasons why, such as better aircraft design processes, engineering and maintenance, the evolution of navigation aids, developed safety protocols and procedures, TCAS, enhanced chip whiz, and more. There's a safety playbook, if you will, which includes procedures, regulatory oversight of a certain degree, quality, training, and safety management systems. So we can probably agree that SMS is important, but how do we promote safety within our own organization? Safety promotion as a part of SMS has two parts, training and communication. Safety promotion is key to ensuring that an operator's SMS is effective. By promoting safety through training and communication, organizations encourage and maintain positive engagement. But it's not just a setup and it'll run by itself scenario. Safety must be continually promoted to be effective and management must lead by example. Training topics may include incident and accident reporting procedures, the report itself must have as much information as possible, especially if the report is anonymous, since the investigator cannot ask questions of the reporter. Other training topics could be unique operational hazards and their risk controls. Who is responsible for what in the safety system? SMS theory and more. The employee must feel confident in their SMS and must feel like a part of the safety system. Safety can also be promoted by establishing communication channels through which lessons can be learned from occurrence investigations and other safety-related activities. Lessons learned is an SMS catchphrase, but it only works if lessons are in fact learned. Newsletters and a safety board are common communication tools, but fostering as much reporting as possible is critical in the business aviation environment. Most operators do not have a FOQA program or Flight Operations Quality Assurance, also known as Flight Data Monitoring, or FDM. Therefore, pilots must report what happens in the cockpit and maintainers must report what happens on the hangar floor. If the approach is unstable and a landing is made anyway, it must be reported. If a maintainer neglects a step in a maintenance process, it must be reported. The communication comes full circle when the person who made the report is notified of what the company has done as a result. Without this closed loop of communications, team members will not feel like they make a difference and may not report the next time. Team members must be applauded for reporting. 
So training and communication are the two keys of safety promotion. Okay, aviation professionals, In the News is a segment of the podcast where I discuss another topic that's going on in business aviation. Climb via and descend via clearances allow pilots to fly the vertical profiles published on RNAV SIDS and RNAV STARS with much less intervention from ATC. These clearances have clear meanings in the U.S., and pilots must be aware of any differences with respect to their own country's rules. The U.S. Aviation Safety Reporting System has received many reports of incidents that begin with a climb via or descend via clearance. Common factors in these reports include poor aircraft automation management, misunderstanding the via clearance itself, crew member complacency, fatigue, and poor communication between pilots and other crew members or controllers. Make sure you understand these clearances as there are many variations possible. Training in Canada-U.S. differences is a great place to start. Go to trainingport.net for more information. Okay, back to the podcast. We've talked about the components of safety promotion, which are training and communication. What can the company do to be safer and promote safety? The employer must provide the right tools. The FAA states that there are two characteristics of organizations that consistently achieve safe results. Open reporting and just culture. An operation must have open reporting policies and processes that foster open reporting. The organization should encourage disclosure of error without fear of reprisal, yet should also demand accountability on the part of the employees and management alike. If the reporting software is difficult to use, then it probably won't be used as much as it could. If there is a hint that anonymous reports are not totally anonymous, then team members may not report anonymously or perhaps not at all. An organization with a just culture should engage in the identification of systematic errors, implement preventative corrective action, and exhibit intolerance of undesirable behaviors such as recklessness or willful disregard for established procedures. However, how will the company know if procedures are not being followed unless team members report hazards or willful noncompliance? Developing a just culture is not easy and it is not only the safety manager's job. The FAA says of safety culture, as with the development of any skill, it takes time, practice, and repetition. The appropriate attitude, a cohesive approach, and a constant coaching from involved mentors. Management's constant attention, commitment, and visible leadership are essential to guiding an organization toward a positive safety performance. Managers must make safety visual, make safety front and center. What are some things that management can do to promote safety and a strong safety culture? Management must lead by example, as I've said a few times. Team members see examples of senior management actions, decisions, and behaviors encouraging an open and fair culture. Management must report when required. Management must be trusted and actions speak louder than words. Management must support and encourage hazard reporting. An open and fair culture is included and endorsed in key documentation and communication to staff. Management continues to monitor the organization's safety climate through surveys and audits. As a team member, you should participate in these surveys. All staff are involved in establishing and maintaining the organization's safety culture. The most important safety promotion comes from management's commitment to operate as they say they will and as per the manuals of the company. Management must lead by example. Management is responsible for implementing, maintaining, and adhering to SMS processes in their area. 
and employees are responsible for identifying hazards and reporting them. What can you do to be safer and promote safety? Be professional. Take all your training and apply it vigorously to your responsibilities as a member of a team. Follow your procedures and not just when you're being evaluated. If you see something, say something. Be a mentor if you can and lead by example. If you are a manager, everyone is watching how you conduct yourself. It comes down to responsibility. Talking poorly about the SMS will disseminate to your team. If you think it doesn't work, then help fix it. The safety manager cannot do it alone. Reporting all hazards is critical to the success of the SMS. The team members on the front line of operations have the best knowledge of how the system is supposed to work and why sometimes it does not. Hazards must be reported so they can be mitigated to a safe level for everyone's benefit. Reporting is contingent upon management establishing trust with its employees and trust that reporting is not punitive as stated in the safety policy. Overall, it sounds pretty straightforward, but there are challenges to promoting safety every day. I like the FAA's analogy of promoting safety and safety culture as a developed skill that must be practiced and repeated so it may become effective. The company has the ultimate responsibility for the SMS. However, the employee is expected to take their training and use it to the fullest. That's our podcast for today. Podcast notes will be posted on our blog at trainingport.net slash podcast. We aim to discuss topics that are relevant to business aviation professionals, and we would love to hear your suggestions for future podcasts. You can email us at podcast at trainingport.net. That's podcast at trainingport.net. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to this podcast so you'll never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by trainingport.net, leader in online business aviation training. I'm your host, Brent Fishlock. Have a great day and thank you for listening to Business Aviation Training Report. For more information on each episode, visit us at www.trainingport.net slash podcast. Trainingport.net, helping business aviation professionals excel.